Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, welcome back to Northwest Prime, and I'm really excited today because we are unmasking the mysterious poet Atticus, who has taken social media by storm. His new best-selling book is out now. It's called Love Her Wild. Atticus joins me today in the middle of his mass motorcycle book tour that's going to roar into Seattle this Friday, October 27th at 7 p.m. So thanks, Atticus, for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Have you been to Seattle before? I have. I love Seattle. Um, I grew up in in British Columbia, actually, so uh, Seattle was not far away. We have the same weather. Yes, we do. Fortunately and unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) exactly is there anything you're looking forward to doing when when you're in seattle this week um i just love the fall in the pacific northwest i'm just looking forward to uh to to just experiencing the fall and how you know being back in in that kind of climate actually well right now we're experiencing some good weather so knock on wood it'll it'll stay throughout the weekend i believe so it, it should be the best we have to offer that's great. I'm 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 excited, especially on the on the motorcycle. Good weather is always very uh, appreciated. Absolutely. Well, well let's uh, uh, talk about your first mass motorcycle book tour. How's it going? You started in New York, right? Uh, it, it is. It's great. Yeah, my, the first part of my tour was was in New York. I was I didn't have the motorcycle there, but um, I've just driven down from Los Angeles to San Francisco. And then San Francisco all the way to Oregon, and now I'm in in Oregon. Um, and I went to Yosemite, and uh, we went to uh, uh, Castle Crag and a few other parks. And I'm just loving it. Went to Crater Lake actually. Um, oh, beautiful! I, yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's it's. I love traveling on a motorcycle because in a lot of ways you can kind of experience what's going on around you um, a lot closer in my opinion. Um, so I, I love traveling that way. Has there any been uh, surprises or revelations along this tour? <laughs> um, no, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I've loved meeting, you know, in the, the stops uh, I've done on this tour, I've, I've loved meeting uh, the people. Um, you know, it, it's funny having your brand live on, on online and you, you have these incredible connections with people DMing, but uh, you don't have as close a connection as actually being able to, to sit down with someone and, and uh, talk with them. And, and uh, you know, even though I wear, wear a mask, but um, that's been an am- amazing part about this is just, is just reaching people on that other level and, and, you know, just like seeing people in that way. Well, well, let's talk about that because you wear a mask, so, so you have your identity is obscured, 
you know, I'm, I'm sure that some some people know know who you are. Your family, I'm sure, does. Um, but it, actually, uh, I, I'd heard from a, a reader this week who said that uh, your sister, one of your sisters, had been following you on Instagram for quite a while and didn't even know that it was you. So, how how did the mask poet start? Um, that's a good question. And yes, my my little sister followed me for two years before she found out it was me. So that <laughs> that was. Uh, uh, <laughs> anything um no when i started writing um i it was important to me to to write honestly and truthfully and um i the mask is for me a, a kind of a symbol to always write what i feel and not what i think i should feel and i felt if i didn't do it anonymously i would be inclined to to try to write for for other people for for people that were reading and and not be kind of true to myself or or per, you know as vulnerable as I might be wearing a mask. And so it was really important to me to keep my anonymity. And, you know, the other part of it is I feel like, you know, in this day and age, everyone's fighting to be seen, fighting for their face to be seen. And I think that I don't, I don't want that. I don't, you know, I'm kind of, I want to fight for, to not be seen, but, you know, um, at the same time, I do want to be heard through, through my words, if that makes sense. It is. Did did you start out on, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, one of them, all of them. How did that look when you put up really your, your first post? And do you remember putting up your first post? I do remember putting up my first post. I, I posted it on Instagram, and uh, it was never really supposed to be anything. It was just kind of this therapeutic, creative uh, outlet for me. And uh, I, I never really expected people to, to follow. And so it was, it was all very um, – humbling when people did start to follow and, and uh, it's been an amazing experience uh, when people uh, message me and they say they feel connected to the words you know um, I never expected that to happen and uh, and it meant it's been humbling because you know I feel I feel very connected when I write the words and so when somebody messages me and say that you know they feel connected to the words I feel in a in a weird way that we're connected if that, if mm-hmm. that again makes sense well, there's a real truth to, to your writing, and I don't know if not self-editing yourself by, by, by keeping yourself anonymous helps with that, but, but, but that's really, and I, I hear a lot of musicians talk about that, um, and a lot of them drink to kind of get to that spot where they can kind of shed all of their layers uh, to get to the yeah. truth, but, but but when they do, then that's that's what really resonates with with the their fans and the, and the listeners out there, and that's really it seems like what what you have done. Um, although the one this morning that you uh, put on Instagram that really hit home was about the mirror and um, and oh, mirrors yeah. don't lie. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, I, that's the truth right is. there. <laughs> I've always resented mirror, mirrors for their honesty, I think. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Um, oh, well, that, that's very, that's very nice of you to say. And yeah, yeah, I do. I do try to, you know, uh, write as truthfully as I can and, you know, with um, varying degrees of success. Um, I mean, that's all you can do is just try to try to be true and try to try to be vulnerable. And I think Hemingway said it well, is if you don't know what to write, start with something true. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what I try to do. Absolutely. So thank you very much for saying that. Are you constantly scribbling stuff down on paper or how does your thought process work? Do, do you have a, 
a, a tablet or an iPhone that you're constantly putting uh, things that you're thinking of? Do you, do you have a, a notebook that, that you're scribbling down? Yeah. I wish I could say that I carried a typewriter around and would just, uh, you know, go off and type on uh, type on that. But unfortunately, I it, I write most of my uh, my things on my phone just for practicality. And um, so yeah, I, I'm always writing, you know, leaving and re- like writing something, or I'll be on a train or a plane. I travel a lot, and and um, I find I find traveling is is some of the best times to just write. And it, you know, you kind of never know when. Um, something will inspire you to to start writing, but but it it can be any place, absolutely. Do do you have a lot of stuff still that you because there's a lot of stuff in the book which so many people love, especially women. I have so many friends. You know, a lot of times on social media, I'll tell you like when you like something, it tells you all your friends that like stuff too, and and on on my you know Atticus poetry, it'll say all of these and. For me, it's all women. All these women friends of mine love this. Uh, and I, I just love the book so much. And I, it seems like so much of it is word of mouth, somebody telling somebody else. Um, it, are, are you finding that, that your audience is made up of a lot of women? Um, yeah, it is. I, yeah, it, absolutely. I think primarily the demographic is, is female. But I, I'm often surprised with, um, you know, the male followers. Um, I do write, you know, towards a female perspective a, a lot, I think, and I, I don't know why that is. I think probably because I grew up with three sisters and just surrounded by, by, by women and, and, you know, some of my, um, my, my best friendships and the people I look up to the most are, are just incredible women. And so I think it's, it's just always made, made sense to write. You know, I, I know, um, you know, right towards that demographic for sure. But it, it is surprising that the males that follow me. And um, so it, it's been, that's been a humbling part as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you write a lot about the magic of love. And that's always a big mystery. What do you think, since we just were kind of talking about males following you, what do men get wrong with romance, do you think? Um. Well, I don't even know if it's if it's men. I think we all, you know, we all uh, get love a little little wrong, and um, and you know, love the, the the truth behind it. In my opinion, is that love love is really hard, and and you know, if any for any of those people who have been in love or close to it, you know, you'll know how hard love is, and and so I just like playing with the lighter side of love and the. Um, you know, romanticizing it a bit because I think it's just a fun playground. But you know, the but I also try to to write about the kind of downfalls of love and the like hardships of lost love and um, and explore that side because I think that that's you know, love is hard and love you know it's the hardest thing in some ways. Mm-hmm. And so, um, um, yeah. So I, I do try to 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 write about both both those sides. But it, because it's it's universally what what women and men are always seeking is true love. It's written about, it's sung about, it's talked about, it's uh, viewed, it's in the movies, it's it, it's all around us. So everybody's always searching for that 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 yeah. person, that feeling. Yeah, there's there's an incredible study that I read recently, and I, I don't know if you've heard about it, about it, but it's about the the 75 year Harvard study about, um, happiness follows 75 grads. Of, have you heard of it? 
I have. I have heard of it. My, my, yeah, my yeah. brother-in-law is a psychiatrist, so he's really big into oh, the yeah. happiness thing. Yeah, so we, we had just actually talked about this at dinner. But go ahead, because it's very um, in, insightful, actually. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I found it very, very profound. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and basically what they, if you haven't read the study, they follow 75 Harvard grads, or, or sorry, they follow hundreds of Harvard grads over 75 years. And, you know, measuring every couple of years and, um, uh, you know, asking them questions about happiness, fulfillment, success, and, and whatnot. And what they found is, uh, you know, uh, what they found uh, is that entirely the, the, it wasn't, you know, money or success that made people happy, but it was the quality of their relationships. And I think that could be, you know, um, brought brought down to, to like love and, and, and the quality of your relationships. And, and, you know, I found that a kind of a big wake up call and very, very profound thought is that, that it is all about love in a way, you know, your happiness is about love and it's not just the quality of your relationships with your loved one, but it's, it's, it's your, your, your family, your parents, your, your friends. It's like the quality of those relationships. And as that relates to love and happiness. And that's why I, I think the book resonates with, with so many people, men and women, um, because you really cover so much in the book. And that's why I touched upon a little bit later. Is, is there going to be a second book? Do you already have things that weren't included in this book that, that you're already uh, kind of saving for, for, for the next book? Because this book covered love. It covered her. These are just the way the chapters are broke down. Wild. Um and it's just it's just a, a beautiful, beautiful book. It's just so inspirational. I, I sat down to kind of read it a little bit here, day by day by day, and I ended up getting a cup of tea, and I read the whole thing in one night. Uh-huh. I just went from You're one kidding. to the other to the other. Uh-huh. I, I, I wish I was kidding because it, it does seem now in retrospect maybe a little bit too much, but it, it, it was so intriguing, and, and one page just led to the nether to the nether, and, and now I, I, I do find myself going back and looking through it or, or, or trying to find when, when you post something, trying to find where it was in, in the book and matching up with what you do on social uh-huh. media or what you post and then trying to find it in the book. But is, is, is there going to be a book too? Um, yeah. Yes. I would love to do a book, book too. And by the way, you're beautiful to say that. Thank you so much. That's very, very kind. And uh, it's, it's making me smile. So I appreciate that. And yeah, I would love, I would love to write a, a new book and I, I, I have a lot more material that wasn't included in that first one. Um, and I would like to, um, to you know, I, I've been starting to put it together for a second book, but I yeah, absolutely, I'd love to write one. Yes, and I I would definitely love to read it. Do you think you'll always remain behind the mask? I think so. You know, I think that, um, you know, poetry to me is is a part of what I do, and I don't want it to define me. And um, I think that you know, like I said before, I think uh, that so many people are struggling to. To, see, to make themselves seen, and I, I, I think they, they don't understand that the, the, you know, potential pitfalls of fame and notoriety, and I, I think that, you know, it shouldn't be about what I look like, or it should be about the words, and if you like the words, you like the words, and if you don't like the words, you don't, don't like the words, and that, that's what's important. It's not who I am. It's not, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, your, your words are being shared by 
celebrities have caught on and they've been sharing these things. Is, is, is that always a surprise to you or are you kind of used to it by now? Oh, no, it is. It is a surprise. It, it, it is. Every time I'm tagged um, in, in something by a celebrity, I'm like, oh, wow, I, I had no idea that you knew I, who I was. And um, it's been, yeah, I mean, that, that's been humbling, uh, very, very humbling. And, um, and same actually with the tattoo thing. I never really expected that to happen, and it came kind of out of nowhere, um, people tattooing the words. Um, but again, I mean, it's just I, 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 I find it all very humbling, and, and it, it, um, but I also feel connected to, to these people who, who feel connected to the words. And so um, I think it's, it's kind of a beautiful thing that we're all just, you know, talking and exploring ideas of love and heartbreak, you know. Absolutely. Well, you, you were named the number one person to follow by Teen, teen Vogue. And um, so they've caught on and their readership has caught on. And then you were named the world's most tattooable poet by Galore magazine. And, and I wanted to ask you, is that because, and we just, we just talked about that, or you just talked about that for a quick second. Is that because people are tattooing your words on them or is that because you have tattoos? <laughs> no, I think it's uh, uh, the first one. I think it, uh, people tattooing poems and, and words on, on them. And yeah, that, that came out of nowhere. I, I remember the, the first one I got was, was rather early on and I, I couldn't believe that someone had, you know, trusted the words enough to get them tattooed on themselves. And I, I remember reaching out to them and being like, you know, tell me everything about you. Who are you? I just, I, I can't believe you, you chose to do this. This is incredible. And um, thank you so much. And, and um, you know, since that, you know, since then more more tattoos and more tattoos came coming in and then thousands and thousands and I I uh, I couldn't believe it. I mean, like I said, it was it was all it's all been very, very humbling and, and um I do I do feel very connected to, to, to people who do get the words tattooed. So um I think it's it's been a it's been a beautiful experience. <laughs> That's really one of the highest compliments that, that you can receive for, for somebody to, you know, tattoo that forever on their body. It's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, Thank you very much. Well, you're, you you said that uh, it, it took uh, two years for your little sister to find out that it was you, that she was following. Uh, what does your family think about what's happened now? Um, yeah, it's it's been uh... – I mean, it's been surprising. My, you know, my mom, uh, my mom has has started writing poetry, uh, which is which has been really really cool to watch. Um, and you know, my family have been really really supportive. And my mom's terrible at keeping it a, it a secret, but uh, <laughs> but um, that's what mothers just, do. <laughs> yeah, you do the best you can, you know. <laughs> Well, you had written, (laughs) you'd written a poem that said that she was bored or she wasn't bored, just restless between adventures kind of struck me as, as a way you would feel as well. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do. I, um, I'm, I, my whole life, I feel like I'm restless between adventures for sure. And, um, you know, it, it's an interesting thing. You know, I write in a, the, with he's and she's and, and the female and masculine, but I think it's, you know, 
you know, some of the themes can be, you know, related to me and, and it, it, it's not necessarily meant to be these, you know, confined he to she, but I think just playing more with the masculinity and femini- femininity in, in all of us. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's very universal. And you, you talk about, it, at the end of the book, you, you give thanks to certain people, but you also gave thanks to certain places like the city of Paris and Oxford. And, and I wanted to touch on those be, before we go, because to think a place like, like the city of Paris um, had to imprint deeply on, on your heart to make a point of it, I, I, I thought, uh, when you were writing your acknowledgments. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I owe Paris in my poetry in, in so many ways, you know, I, I, um, I wrote my very first poem there and, and I, that city has been nothing but inspirational. I think it like, you know, in a weird way brings out love and poetry in all, in all of us. Um, and yeah, as well in, in Oxford, um, I was lucky enough to go and, and, and study, um, some poetry cl- courses in, at Oxford and, live in the college dorms there. And um, again, you know, just living amongst those hallways and, and, you know, the, the ghosts of the, the, uh, the scholars that, that have, have walked those hallways. Um, again, it was just exceptionally inspiring for, for someone trying to, to write. So both those cities and many, many cities around the world, I, I think have brought out so many words in me that I owe them a debt of gratitude well, do you read to your audience at the uh, book signings? Do you read some of the poems? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I, I, um, and that's been the most fun, you know, part about this is is being able to read some of the poems, read new works, and then um, also meet people and sign and, um, and yeah, I'm doing one actually in Seattle um, on Friday at. Uh, it's at Third Place Books in Seward Park, and uh, I'm just yeah, I'm very excited about that. But, yeah, I'll read I'll read my poems, and then I'll answer questions, and um, and uh, all while with the mask on. Yes, it's a, it's this Friday, October 27th at 7 p.m. Third Place Books on Seward Ave, uh, Seward Park. Uh, that's 5041 Wilson Avenue South for those. And is it first come, first serve? Can they get tickets now? How, how, how does that work? Is it first come, first serve? Yeah, it is first come, first serve, but it's just, uh, it's open to the public, so anyone can come, but um, there's, there's a limited number of seats, but there is standing room as well. So um, I'd love, love to see everybody. Great. And if, if for some reason people can't get to a reading, I did find a little tiny link on your website called Secrets, and that's you <laughs> reading that poem about clouds, right? Yeah, it is. Wow, you found that. Clever. <laughs> well done. So <laughs> if, if you want to hear Atticus read a poem and you cannot get to one of his readings, go to his website, which is atticuspoetry.com, and look for the secrets. I'm not going to tell you where it is, but it's in there. And just play around <laughs> with his website, and you will find it. It's really beautiful. Actually, the imagery with it is, is fantastic. And then 
the way that you wrote it is, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's just absolutely beautiful. And I was so happy to be able to have stumbled upon that. I thought we put it there for a reason. So it didn't say do not enter. So I, I was happy that I found it and clicked on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Uh, that's there to be found. So thank you for finding that. Well, thank you for taking the time. I Like I said, as a big fan, it's funny because uh, I'd, I'd read the book, I'd ordered the book. When I set up the interview, they said, do you want us to send you a book? I said, actually, I've already bought the book, And uh, oh. but, but thank you anyway. And on my memories on Facebook the other day, something came up from two years ago, and it was one of your poems that I had posted two years ago. It came up on my Facebook memory, oh. and that, that, that made me smile. So uh, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it several years ago. So I am thrilled just not only as a reader, um, as, as as someone who, who points out uh, events that are coming to Seattle and as a talk show host, but as a fan, it has really been a, a pleasure for me to speak with you and get to know you a little bit today. And I just think everybody who's going to your readings uh, is just coming back so happy and giddy and, and thrilled to meet you and and uh, they love the book and uh, I, I personally couldn't be happier for you as well so I really appreciate you taking the time I, I know you're very busy to come on and and talk with us for you know for, for this time today it's uh, it, it, it means a lot oh thank you so much that's that's so kind and it's an absolute pleasure to, to meet you and talk to you and I hope uh, I can meet you at the signing someday I think you probably will. <laughs> and so that. that will be that'll be this Friday, October twenty seventh, seven PM, third place books on Seward Park on Wilson Avenue South. And please go to AtticusPoetry.com for more information. The book Love Her Wild is available now. Thank you, Atticus, for coming on. Thank you so much. All right. I was thrilled to have Atticus on. We're going to go out right now with, how about, uh, let's go with Not In My Backyard from um, Andrew Landers from right here in Seattle. People dying everywhere, no one seems to care We walk right by, the sense of dies And deny like nothing's there Now life's only me, myself and I It would only take a hand off and covered eyes Our, our hearts are stoned, minds start to cry It's not in my backyard Lost in the cool way You can't let down your guard You better play and stay Fall into someone else's bad day Sorry I can't stay It's not in my backyard No, 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 no Just got the news she was only two A precious life won't get kissed tonight I guess you win some, some you lose Catch your smiles, dramatically pauses a while And moves on to the next story just for you Tell me again, what would Jesus do? In fact, what would you do? It's not in my backyard So I just look away Can't let down your guard you Better play and save Or you might fall into Someone else's bad day Sorry I can't in my backyard no. 
living the dream while Africa screams. We bow and kneel and pray and say, God, bless the USA, let freedom reign. Forty million dead while we're sleeping in our beds. Eight thousand a day we let pass away as death runs through their veins. It's not in my backyard, so I just look away. You can't let down your gun. You better play it safe. You might fall into someone else's bad day. Sorry, I can't stay. Not in my backyard. 